0: Welcome to part 2 of our two-part series with Scott Douglas from IMFG. In part 1, we spoke to Scott in his capacity as an advisor and unpacked his values-based advice experience with a specific client story. In part 2, we'll speak to Scott in his capacity as director and in particular how he led change at IMFG and what specific steps they took when they decided to implement their values-based advice experience across their practice of 10 advisors. Enjoy. So let's let's move now into the more practice management side of things so in your role as director at IMFG you know we can sort of already hear it in the example that you gave that you've thought through the Lumiant process and thought about your own internal processes and how you might bring it to life can you maybe articulate a bit about your journey at IMFG to do that because you know, our listeners will uh, think about lumen think about a values-based advice experience and go, you know, where do I start? I've been doing things our way for a while. Like, what is it that I need to change? What are the conversations I need to have as a team? What are the processes I need to follow? Things like that. Can you talk a bit about your journey there?
1: Yeah, I guess our journey is, Mark, is that we, I get, we were searching around for a more engaged tool that captures the, client that can work with the client information and, and, and data and, and everything around that client's situation, but also hold the conversation and have the, and and run it as a, a, a tool or a system or an approach <laughs> that gives you that ability to engage with them. In the past, we have uh, looked at different and worked with different providers that have a capture really capture the all the financial detail in, in, in the that ends up sort of being the driver of the conversation and making sure that you have their bank account details correct and their pay income in a system or or, or something that the, so we can say oh this is this is where you're at which is the end sort of the end result rather than something that can capture the the main drivers of of what what we are trying to achieve and then is back ended by the financial side so therefore we're not spending a lot of our time particularly in initial conversations as well with with new clients um where that will all follow that part of it will follow and and is almost you know, so supporting the data and the, and, and the the assets income is an important thing. And, and everyone would love to have their entire financial life and plan on one app, on one phone, um, so that you could just literally run your life probably without an advisor. But at the end of the day, none of those things really work that well unless they're understood clearly. And the front end of it is... Is, is is captured in a way that we can always revert back to this is the reason we have this this is this is your life book and this is what we're doing this for and the, the you know the the uh i guess the capturing of financial information is really an administrative thing and um and 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 should be a given it should already be there and that's what we're working with um, and it should be correct. And and up until now, there's a lot of data that's not very correct in, in a lot of systems out there, because the the clients get get uh, tangled up in it and and find it very hard to, you know, they don't want to be data entering things and putting in logins and passwords. So it's more and it takes the focus away. It just ends up being a focus on investments on that side side of things. Whereas if you're if if that's something that is captured correctly and done by the advice firm anyway, then the the value or the, the reason they're paying you money is not to record data, it's actually to to have a conversation about what's important and how they're gonna achieve things and, and what, what why they are, who they are and why they do what they do. And that is why someone will pay you dollars for fees for your advice um, because you understand that not because you know how to um, input your bank account details or your share portfolio into a into a software tool. So that was our that's where we came from, and I guess we hadn't had uh, anything like that because, and we'd fallen over and failed at a number of different systems. And we were, at, in, in fact, we were becoming we were consuming all our time just. Um, pulling a, a, apart people's bank accounts and share portfolios and that and, and and they're paying us to 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 do that stuff which is well not what we really should be paid to do so we then went on the journey of saying well what you know what what, what is available there and 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 the Lumin experience was something that was um very aligned with our thinking we've been goals-based lifestyle planners for for 15 years, 20 years and always doing that but it wasn't quite getting there the the other thing there is that we often you do a plan and then everything stagnates. it just stagnates it sits there, things change and, and goals aren't reviewed. Having having a live um, conversation aware plan, and, 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 and values-based plan enabled us to have, in the end, the plan is after one day, it's irrelevant because things change. Things have changed. Have, yeah, so ha- having that linked to the front end of it. And then we, we really decided that rather than doing this on a piecemeal basis on who might like it or who we might think is appropriate, we were at, we're building it we have built it into the dna of the firm and this is what we're about and this is this is how we um are going to um engage with our clients and 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 and, and capture um their their values and their, their their way of living to achieve the outcomes that we're trying to achieve for them uh, and so we've embraced it throughout the firm and spent a significant amount of time, energy, resources, training and effort right across the firm to ensure it's it's taken on board by everyone and that it, it is backed and sponsored by all people within the firm because our previous experience, likewise with a lot of other tools that you can use in your business, um, if people aren't on board and they aren't using it, um, it doesn't work. And to get there, you've got to be trained and you've got to have all the right resources and set up done properly so that, so all the speed bumps and hurdles aren't, um, aren't causing issues. So I, I'm i very much a, a fan of um, presenting it to the team. We we worked closely initially with the advisors and then, then we brought it through on the support staff. And then they one by one have individually worked There's 10 advisors um, and everyone works on different timeframes, but we've, Worked with each one and then adopted it across every client, so that when the client walks in the door or when the client engages with us, they're having the entire experience.
0: I like that. There's a lot to unpack there. So a couple things that um, I heard, you know, weaving it into your DNA, making it absolutely part of everything that you do, and and in particular, if everyone remembers back to the start of this conversation, you've got. 10 advisors, which is, a you know, quite a large practice to do that in. You mentioned things like, you know, you believe that everyone needs to be trained, all the resources need to be sort of aligned so that everyone can get on board. What was the training that you had to do and what were the resources that you had to align? I assume you would have had to change some things that you, you were doing in your practice.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of things, yeah. Uh, so, Mark, we, we basically needed to firstly get the advisors on board with it um, in explaining why we're doing this. That was the first thing and, and get everyone's um, buy-in and, and manage all, all, all levels of questioning and objections and, and, um, and, and validate the, the reason behind the whole thing. So once that was completed and that took a little while, um, there was varying different opinions and views Um, and then it was a gear change on the actual business itself in terms of uh, we've pretty much rebranded our our business and our front end to, um, if you look on our website, you'll see that, Um, and we've then gone through back through what the processes and the steps are for the client experience that we currently have, um, which which was fairly well-defined as it stood. Um, We did have a very... um, step-by-step definitive meeting process and in, engagement with clients that was fully documented. We went back through each part of that and each of the, the meetings and, and, and the journeys our clients go through to look at what the most appropriate um, touch points and levels of communication um, are to bring them in through that. And the, the key thing was early introduction and early um awareness from the client's point of view of of the Lumian experience so that means that we we know we we actually used to send our client profiles and questionnaires that never used to come back um <laughs> and um get people to update how much they had in their bank account and, and all this sort of stuff and we now don't do that um, we we start with the the the, the, the survey through the Lumian experience and and we have adopted every, across all fee paying clients. So every single client is on board and every meeting has a engagement where the client's doing some level of pre-preparation and then get building them into the, the whole portal um, over time. So, and that then will be, I guess, front and center of the, of the way we engage with them going forward. Um, It does take time, it takes commitment and it takes one of the big things was not only individual training sessions, group training sessions, a lot of um, webinars and understanding that we've been through. But one of the key success factors was experienced advisors and the directors and um, senior advisors who, who are fully familiar with the existing clients. Them actually working with it to so that, working with the clients so that the existing advisors could see how it was done because generally I've found and after having been a planner for a very long time twenty years um, over that actually um, I a lot of people that look after existing client relationships aren't you know they they're not good at changing the way things are done they're not they they don't want to and they they. Find it hard to talk about um, a different direction or a different approach. They might be very familiar with the clients and have a good relationship with them, but often they're not good at doing the the the, the complete um, sort of because literally you're you're sort of re-engaging the client existing clients in a different manner, and and it, and it's a, it's a change from what what they're used to, and the. I guess the strength, stronger the relationship you have with the client, it obviously makes it a little bit easier and a lot of them are clients that I don't still look after but I've gone it's been actually quite good. I've been able to go back in and my, my other two partners go back into relationships that we um, haven't had had those sorts of discussions with them and worked with the, the, the other advisors. We have a two advisor model on, on pretty much every client um, and that was enabling them to be... To see how it's done, and now they're, they're they're all up and away. There's about four four of them, five of them, that are, that are up and away with existing. We use it uh, on new clients, which generally are, are um, done by the directors themselves. So it's it's um it's all about uh, hand holding within the practice and 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 commitment and belief.
0: I like that. That's um. That's really cool. And you can just see how thorough you've been with your, your change impact assessment and, and how, how you've identified. These are the things we've got to do through individual training, group training. Here's how we've got to lead by example. Yeah. Here are the systems and processes that we've got to change, You know, even going as far as rebranding your website so that everything lines up and you're giving your, your people and your customers or clients every opportunity to fall into the experience that you have designed for them to, to, to follow. So, yeah, you know, kudos to you. you. You can, you can see that thoroughness at IMFG and, and, you know, if we go right back to the, the start of the podcast, you, know you can see that in how you approached that client example as well you know you're all ready to go everyone knows how the process works internally at imfg so you know it gives the client even a a prickly one like that 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 wasn't quite keen to see that you know well you you mean business right and um and if there are any chinks in the chain there it, it would have just been back to you know articulating investment performance so Scott, yeah. I think this has been this has been exceptional. If I could ask you for one more tip, so we, we often get our um, our guests to give a tip to to, the, to their peers in the audience who maybe uh, have just started out on their values based advice experience journey or are thinking about doing it. W- what would be the tip that you would give them?
1: Okay, uh, yeah, Mark. The, so the the tip. The one tip. There's probably quite a few tips, but the one tip would be: uh, I, the staff, need to be committed and, and believe in it um, fully. And it it it's like a it really needs to be all or nothing. Like they 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 need to be willing and wanting to do it with every single client um to to have them on board and to for them to do that they they need to commit to changing the way they um engage with clients yeah
0: yeah and you can hear that in everything that you've done at imfg i think that's a really worthwhile tip you know it it only takes one person in that team to not want to do the values-based advice experience and All of a sudden, a portion of your client book are getting a different experience. Now your support staff has to do something a little bit different for that advisor, and you you know it all sorts. It starts to fall down. So um, I think that's really, really wise advice. Because
1: it's very easy to go back into old habits and old ways of doing things and default option, and uh, that that, the people like people actually need to get out of their comfort zone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where where great change happens right on on yeah. the outside of your comfort zone. So Scott, I think that's a, a, an amazing conversation. I want to say thanks on behalf of all our audience for, uh, for sharing your, your, your client story for starters, but then the tips about how you might implement change across a, a practice, say the size of yours. Um, I think it's it's really great advice and, and one that our audience will, will really, really love. So thanks for spending the time with us.
1: No problem at all, Mark. Thank you very much.